This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1383, Where to Look for Income in Your Savings, by Harry Stout of FinancialVerse.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. This is the show where I read to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet, sometimes a little too enthusiastically. But I can't help it. Money is an incredible resource that we can use to craft the life of our dreams. So thanks for joining me today and every day. And if you enjoy our idea of reading blogs to you for free, it'd be great if you could share this podcast with someone today. You can email or text someone a link to oldpodcast.com slash listen. Or even better, if you're able to subscribe them to the podcast right on their smartphone. It's much appreciated. But for now, let's hear today's post and start optimizing your life. Where to Look for Income on Your Savings by Harry Stout of FinancialVerse.com. According to the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation's weekly national rates information as of October 5th, the average interest rates for brick-and-mortar bank accounts were as follows. Savings accounts, 0.05%. Interest checking accounts, 0.04%. Money market accounts, 0.08%. One-year jumbo certificate of deposit, which is $100,000 or over, 0.19%. Based on my research, returns on internet bank savings accounts was between 0.5 and 0.6%. This is about 10 times what the brick-and-mortar banks are paying at this time. Overall, based on what the Federal Reserve has communicated, we are not going to see much higher rates from either source until the economy recovers from the pandemic which will likely take a number of years. To gauge how devastating this is to savers using the rule of 72, it would take 1,440 years to double your money if you kept it in a savings account at 0.05% interest. Wow, is that depressing or what? At first blush, what this tells you is that you're going to need to save much more money to reach your long-term savings target or find products that offer higher returns to increase the return on your savings. In this post, I will introduce you to some of my latest thoughts on saving and introduce you to the spectrum of possible products you can investigate to meet your savings and return needs. Why should you save? In a COVID-19 world, people often ask why they should save at all, but instead be solely focused on enjoying their lives in the short term. In reality, we will get past this pandemic and life will return to normalcy. And at that time, you will need to get back on track for making sure you have cash for all stages of your life. As a reminder, one of the cornerstones of personal finance is to annually save at least 10 to 20% of your after-tax salary and more if you can. This money needs to be set aside for your emergency fund and for creating available funds for specific needs, like buying a house for your family or for the time when you're older and not able to work. I believe you should save more than the threshold percentage because there may be years when you can't save anything because of illness, being out of work, or due to a family crisis you're dealing with, as has been demonstrated by the pandemic. The impact of low interest rates. The rates of return currently available from banks are historically low. Such low rates mean you need to find ways to save more to support your total savings goals or continue to work much longer to fund your needs. You're going to need to put more money away because what you save will not grow as fast as in other times in our history. 
For example, in my early 30s, you could get 12% interest on bank deposits. Yes, 12%. Using the rule of 72, you could double your money every six years, not every 1,440 years. Our near zero rates mean you must save as much as you can for as long as possible. If you don't find a way to save, you'll be required to continue working well into your expected retirement fulfilling years. Allocating your savings. One key question I frequently get given the pandemic, should you stop saving for retirement and only look to build your cash balance? I believe unless you're out of work or have had your compensation reduced to a level where you can barely pay your essential bills, you need to first fully fund your emergency account and then look to save for your later years. The reason I believe this is the approach to take at this time is that you may need the emergency account money to pay for your retraining to qualify for a new job or pandemic-related medical bills. For example, if you're an airline pilot and get laid off, you are likely to need to find a job in a new field because air travel is going to take several years to recover from the virus. Overall, start with your most immediate needs and slowly fund your long-term needs. One thing the pandemic has demonstrated is that saving for long-term needs is essential and not a nice to have. Ways to increase your savings. The ultimate goal though is to increase what you set aside over time. If you can't afford to set aside 10% to 20% of your income right now, start where you can and then find ways to boost your savings over time. Revisit my September 18th Money Savers post on six steps to cash savings for ideas. The post has become one of our most viewed. Repaying credit card debt is a no-brainer. If you have outstanding credit card debt and are paying the normal 15 to 18% on your outstanding balance, you must find a way to repay that debt. Saving money that earns 0.05% and paying 15% to borrow makes little sense. You need to really come up with a way to repay the balances. It may be the best use of your excess cash, particularly if you can re-borrow the amounts paid back in an emergency situation. Please be careful with your unused credit as some financial institutions are cutting card members' unused available credit as a safeguard against future losses due to lack of repayment. Look to non-bank asset classes to obtain higher returns. Due to near zero bank interest rates, Many people are looking beyond bank cash savings products to obtain higher yields. If you're going to do this, please obtain advice from a licensed financial professional. Getting advice will save you from making mistakes with your hard-earned cash. On October 5th, 2020, Fidelity Investments published a chart as part of an article titled Investing for Income in Uncertain Times. The chart clearly shows most of the asset options you have available to generate income. Again, getting advice to help you choose the assets that best fit your circumstances is essential. Please also read Paul Worland's July 3rd Money Savers post, The Eternal Quest for Income, for great insights on this subject. Summary. The economic situation created by the pandemic has caused interest rates to fall to near zero levels, put increased pressure on households to save, and has caused savers to look at a variety of asset classes to find attractive returns. In my view, this situation will not improve for several years. Getting some advice on what options best fit your needs is more crucial than ever for money success. You just listened to the post titled, Where to Look for Income on Your Savings by Harry Stout of financialverse.com. 
It's no secret that something always comes up when you're running a small business. It's time to take the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and put the joy back in running your business with Gusto. Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it a little easier. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business, automatically calculating paychecks, filing payroll taxes, setting up open enrollment. Gusto does it all. Want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts. You get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto. 94. Here's the best part. Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com slash OFD. Again, that's gusto.com slash OFD. I'm telling you, you're gonna love Gusto. Get started today. I think this post highlights the distinction between money in your savings account and the money you invest. They should serve two very different purposes. When I think about the money in my savings account, it's there to address an emergency that could come up today, cover me during a period of unemployment, or help me seize an opportunity that presents itself. I hold a year's worth of expenses in this account, and I often refer to my savings account as my emergency and opportunity fund. The purpose of this money is to be easily accessible for when I need it, not to get a return. The money I want to grow is invested, so I'm really not concerned about the interest rate on my savings account. The amount you hold in cash is a personal choice based on many factors. And while a three to six month emergency fund is often recommended, your situation might warrant more. I think we can all agree that you need some cash on hand. And another benefit to holding this cash is that it can make you a more confident investor. Because I have a year of cash on hand, I feel prepared for what life could throw at me. And so I can confidently invest for the long term because I know I won't need that money for many years to come. I can let the market do its roller coaster thing and not be bothered because the money I need in the short term is enough and easily accessible. That should do it for another edition of Optimal Finance Daily. I'll be back tomorrow as usual, so I'll see you there on the Wednesday show where your optimal life awaits.